Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to The Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode of The Dairy Edge, farm manager at Johnstown Castle, Aidan Lawless, updates us on the performance of the spring and winter milking herds and he started by explaining the decision around dry-off date and feeding protocols. Our, our expected calving date there is around the 25th of September, so we, we dried off the, the first, we, we've dried them off in two batches this year, we dried off the first batch there just towards the end of July. Um, some of them, a few of them just had dropped off a bit in yield, but mainly just for just to give them the sort of, we'd like to give them two months, months dry period anyway, so... Um, and then our our last batch with about forty percent still milking there this week, and they're just sort of on procedure for drying off now. So basically, what we do with all the ones cows before we dry off because they're they're milking quite well. A lot of them they're averaging there about seventeen or eighteen liters. The the group that we're due to dry there this week. So what we'll do is um we just restrict their diet there for about a week to ten days before the calf. So basically, this group now are are going uh, grazing behind actual dry cows because that's the only block that we have. But They'll be going into paddocks that are pretty well grazed out. They're just getting a, a sort of a last grazing off them um, and pushing them a bit hard for a week. And you know, we can see even on the computer there now inside like that they're coming a good few of them coming up with depressed yields, but which we're looking for really. So basically, they're off all concentrate. Some of them would have been up until now would have been getting about a kilo and a half concentrate. So they're off all concentrate, restricted diet for a week to ten days, and we sort of find that we can knock maybe six or seven litres off and that they get down to our target would be that they'd be sort of milking maybe less than 10 litres anyway when we're trying to dry them off. And and talk through the diet so they're just it's just essentially grazed grass they're not getting any concentrate? Oh absolutely no concentrate and, and sort of uh, they're really they're grazing tighter than we, we would normally and um, it's really just a sort of um, for the first bunch it was ideal because we had milking cows grazing ahead and then there the, the group that we wanted to, to dry off. We had two groups of milking cows when we were starting to dry off in the first bunch. We had a, the cows that we wanted to keep milking and the cows that we were trying to dry off. And basically the cows that we were trying to dry off followed the, 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 the good milkers and they were only getting, we're, we're still, t- that target has been in and out with, of any grazing paddock within sort of two and a half days or so, just not hitting regrowth threatened. But they're really only cleaning up. There's uh, there's no topping any topping around there. It's, it's, the, it's the dry cows that are doing it or the cows that are going dry, really. So. And then post-dry off then, what sort of diet are they on? Well, we, we would just keep them restricted probably for another seven days, just follow the same procedure. And, and then um, and then it's just it's just grass, sort of. We would have, all, all along, we would have the dry cows. Up until now, the dry cows were following the milkers, basically. So the milkers are going into the paddock for a day and then the dry cows are just finishing off the, the paddock. For for the for the, the second day then so it's just to keep the way keeping condition off the cows uh, really um it just we find sort of even uh, we just want to be watching that to try not to get over conditioned really now for the next we'll be because we're a hundred percent autumn calving herd here we'll be fully dry on that herd now from probably I suppose from the about twenty fifth of August until we start uh, in calving there then again well maybe towards the, just the last week of August anyway at some stage and then until we can start calving around probably the twentieth of September um we'll be we'll be dry for three weeks full fully dry. And I suppose we're 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 at the end of lactation for these winter milkers, um say from the twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen um lactation. What sort of performance are you seeing in terms of kilograms of milk solids or yield with these cows um across the season? Yeah, they well they performed very well this year, I suppose they had a, a tough year maybe last year in terms of um and the the, the drought and a bit more restricted. Now we, we did suffer 
probably a, a mini drought, I'd call it there, in, in, in July of, of this year. We were having glad to see the rain. We, we just, more so than some areas, we, for a lot of July, we probably only grew maybe half the grass we should have been growing. But um, other than that, it had been a very good year. We got out fairly early. We were out in January grazing and we had grass in the diet for nearly every day since, really. So it was, um, we, we had the, the cows to do it with the, the autumn herd. So the, that probably helped a bit in production. We would have seen our highest. We, we've recorded as about 620 kilos of milk solids, but you'd be that sort of it works back out about 30, between 25 and 30 kilos off that for milked calves or dumped milk or anything bad milk. So um, it, it would be sort of a, probably around five five ninety delivered. Um, it, it ties in with that, which would be about maybe twenty kilos higher than what we would have been twenty twenty five kilos higher than what we would have averaged for the last few years. So we're, we're very happy with that. That that would have come off a, a yield per cow, maybe around seven thousand six hundred, where we would normally be around seven thousand four hundred. So a couple of hundred liters in in milk yield, but probably the I the breeding maybe as well as coming in that the percentage the milk solids percentages are lifting a little bit year on year as well so that's interesting you're you're i suppose you're driving the milk output in terms of yield and solids in terms of the constituents are lifting too in in terms then of fertility um i suppose at the at the end of um at the end of the season what sort of fertility performance did you see i, I suppose we can express it in terms of percentage empty yeah, I, on the autumn herd, um, it was again, it was very good. We haven't scanned it. The, the spring herd was just on the autumn herd. We were below 10%, about 8% uh, empty on the, on the autumn herd, which is um, a bit similar, similar enough to last year. So for the last couple of years, we've been very good. We'd be, we'd be delighted with that, really. Like, it's over off a 12-week breeding period uh, in, in the winter. Um, now, we have a few other cows that we didn't want to go and calf, so we have a, a few more than the 8% to, to, to pull out, but um, that'll be optional uh, after that, so... Any of those cows that didn't go and calf are, are are finished now. They'll be they'll be just going off 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 the out of the, the herd sort of um um as either um just milking straight sold straight out from the farm as milking cows are just dried off. There's a couple of dried off the high cell count ones are dried off, but we we won't be looking at them because it's 100 percent autumn herd. Even though we have spring cows milking here as well, we, it's that's the system they're in, and they don't. When we did have a up until this year, we would have had a split calving herd on some of the trials, and but even with that, we would have tried to minimise any carryover cows to to maybe less than one or two cows out of the, the sixty cows, really. So just and, and that to, was to actually that. my next question, Aidan. You know, um, with with a lot of herds that are engaging in say split calving or winter milk where you see an empty cow in the herd, uh, you know, you might say, God, she's a great milker or, um, you know, she's she's a good cow and I like her. So people would be inclined to hold on to these cows and carry them over. So you were saying that you minimise this to maximum one or two cows. What is the decision process around that? Well, really, I, I, no matter how good the cow is, she's not really good enough and she's not going in calf every three, six, five days for, for, for us, I suppose, in that, that term. So, like, we did have... I suppose we had the option because we had enough replacements generated coming back in as well and maybe because of the, the trials that were going on here, that was a targeted one that we did want to minimise. Now we did, um, just towards the back end of last year, we did milk on, I, I, maybe what I'd say to farmers, if, I, if if they are going to hold on to the cow, hold on to the cow, get the milk out of her and say may finish her, but don't put her back in calf again anyway. If, um, if they are milking all year round, it's probably... If she's milking, she's in the milking herd, and that's fine. But um, I wouldn't be looking at trying to recycle her and feed her again. Maybe just sort of if they want to generate, maybe 
the, the value maybe of a milking cow, especially last year, was 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 low enough because of the the demand on, on fodder and all. But um, some farmers might have done that, but just to milk them on, finish them when they sort of dry up and milk yield, then just finish them and straight to the factory. But um, we we would definitely trying to minimise any recycling of the cows. So, um, and sort of breed fertility into it. So, and then if we turn our attention to the spring calvers, what sort of performance are you seeing at the moment from them, Aidan? Uh, spring calvers are just they're they're just tipping along nicely. They haven't um they're they're milky. They're about twenty three liters at the moment. They're doing about, about one point eight kilos of solids. They're butter fat four twenty and the protein around three seventy three um, between three sixty five three seventy five. So they're. We'd, we'd be happy enough there. Um, I think they're up about 360 kilos of milk solids at the moment. They'll be open like to, to go over maybe five, five twenty, maybe depending on how they go. That'd be off. That'd be a little over maybe a little over half a ton of concentrate, probably 600 kilos of concentrate for the year. Um, that's just a, they're a similar type cow to the autumn herd, but um, there's extra concentrate going into the, they're different. They're they're just calving different time of the year. The concentrate has to go into the autumn herd for because they're being fed during the winter and, and we are getting some of that back in, in returns of the solids. But the, the spring system, they're just modern way. Now they are getting, because we have a, a new bit of a new trial going in here in the spring system with just looking at different uh, species, grass species, multi-species mixes. We're doing a good bit of reseeding this year, so there's still on two kilos of concentrate because we're tight enough just on grass and we're trying to, to build a bit of covers there for the the spring the, the autumn now as well on the spring herd. So And with the three sixty kilos um Aidan that you mentioned in terms of milk solids, like that's I suppose really good performance that you know this far in the year and there's you know still potentially um three full months of lactation left. What did those cows peak at? The, uh, the spring ones probably peaked around uh, uh, 30, 30 litres, I'd say, um, uh, 30, 31 litres. Uh, would have been slightly higher. Our autumn ones would normally maybe peak. We tried to keep a flatter peak at the 28, 29 litres. But spring ones, it did probably... The spring ones, again, had a good year in, in general. We were out and we, we had grass from the whole year and the conditions were good. Um, and the performed well right throughout the year so the peak would have been around 30, 31 litres this was. And then turning our attention to grass Aidan, you mentioned that you had a dry spell in July and I suppose not any way as severe as last year but um, I suppose a moisture deficit all the same. Um, if we look right now, what sort of growth rates are you achieving? At the moment there for the last week we were around uh, 55 or 60 and uh, like just grass is, is, is bombing. Again you could really see it might even go a little bit above that there. Maybe this week I don't, especially if the temperatures are due to get mild there again at the weekend and all so we would have um, we're getting a flush of grass probably now from uh, the bit of restricted growth maybe in July as well we got a lot of uh, probably less rain maybe than some areas in the last two or three weeks I think we've had about 90 mil of rain or so or some areas have gone over maybe 120 130 mils or more um, but again the ground is in ideal conditions ground is still firm and, and, and dry um, it's the moisture is there now and the heat is there and nitrogen we've been we had sort of uh, skipped well we didn't really skip it but we extended one round there just towards the end of July we pushed it out a week or two until we were showing there was rain coming uh, we had soil moisture deficits up at nearly 50 which is uh, you go above that now there was just probably the two pad- two Australia's paddocks on the farm were starting to lose grass other than that we were again like I was saying we were just lock rowing as much as we should have but there was a couple of them just starting to burn just before the rain came so it was only nothing. Any year we might get that for a couple of weeks, and and some of the drier parts of the farm here because our, our rainfall would be annual rainfall would be really only maybe around nine hundred mil or so anyway. So 
you, you, you know, but it was it was uh, short lived this year anyway. So glass production, I think, for the year is probably um, it's 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 around nine or nine and a half tons or something. I think so. Ideally, we I, we probably lost maybe a half to three quarters of a ton of grass maybe there in that July period that when we were only really growing half of what we should have been, but. Other than that, we have uh, we had good silage yields of first and second cut silage. We have um, we, and on on the treatments that should have grass enough. We have silage made for all those treatments. So with plenty of silage, plenty of surplus bales made a bit from earlier, and there'll definitely be a good lot of surplus bales coming out off the autumn system there now in the next uh, three or four weeks. I'd say. And 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 just like say nine and a half tons or so to date um, in twenty nineteen, Aidan, What sort of production are you targeting based on say your three or five year average in terms of grass production? We'd be targeting to to grow. Uh, well, obviously we're trying to increase it, but I don't think it's not this year. It won't really anyway. But we we'll be targeting to grow sort of fourteen, fourteen and a half tons. Um, ideally more than that, but uh, it's not going to. I'd say if we do grow fourteen tons this year on an average on the grazing. Uh, paddocks there now it'll be a little bit up and down this year because we have done a lot of receding as well so just to that might hit us a little bit but generally the receding we're nearly able to it doesn't really hit that production that much if you can get in and out and recede it um, um, within you know within the six six eight weeks or so like we're um, and we have sort of staggered that throughout the year because we're doing a good bit we're changing over to the, the, the different species we have some and the autumn system, then we're we're planning on taking out some more for seeding there at the moment. Um, and when you mention spe- species, Aidan, what, what sort of um, variety of species are, species are you putting in? There's um, chicory, there's plantain, and then there's a red clover, white clover, and then um, two grass seed varieties in it as, as well. So it's only something that we've nothing really to to talk about, Jeff. We're, we're just getting them established at the moment, but um, anyone that's coming for uh, open day right and they can see them and some of them on the ground but we wouldn't really well, all we have is there's very positive results from Geelan's plot trials there over the last couple of years so we just want to see really how um, how they perform under grazing um, some of the varieties would have been in established in other places I think in maybe in, in lines and uh, had been grazed and very good performance from sheep and lambs uh, on them but we, we're not <laughs> we don't have sheep or lambs here so we're more in, in, interested how the cows will perform whether they lead the mixes um Crop sort of production and I suppose persistency. Then it'll be a longer term trial, looking at how persistent it is, and then just looking at maybe some of the environmental benefits. Then if there's um, reduced emissions from reduced fertilizer inputs, or um, there's a, there's a lot of measurements to be taken from from that point of view as well. So it'll be interesting on that. It's only a small group of the, the spring herd. Like we we still have our predominant herd here. Is there's the over 60, 70 percent of the herd will be autumn herd still, and will be. Just looking at the that could be on two different splits in the autumn herd. Um, um just looking at the different uh, stocking rates and on and different feeding regimes and that. And I suppose we've had, we've gotten a really good picture of what's happening right now on uh, on the farm and what I suppose has happened across the the last lactation. I suppose if we turn our attention to I suppose the coming weeks, um, you're holding a national winter milk event at Johnstown Castle. What can we expect on the day, Aidan? The fourth of September, uh, it's on. Um, everybody is is welcome. Yeah, um, it's just there's 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 six seven boards really, and I suppose it could be of interest maybe to whether your winter milk or spring milk really is an interest. Like a lot of it, the principles are the same. And um, so we have a uh, Brian Gary is talking on a board there just on on, on winter feeding. Um, a bit of talk on sort of just even 
the percentage of fibre in the diet and your silage quality for milking cows, uh, whether they be winter calving or spring calving, I suppose, and um, just then different, maybe even just looking at top length of silage and whether we should straw in the diet and even looking a bit at maybe still we've we've done a good bit of work over the last few years on say for the winter herd for winter milking cows reducing the overall protein in the diet to just try to maybe flatten the yield a little bit and um, keep conditioning on the cows when we're trying to get them back in calf and then just sort of um, have a, a flatter lactation yield but they're still and if you can get them out to grass early they'll perform well so that's sort of a feeding board then I suppose myself, I'll be, be covering a bit on grazing management and just sort of what we do throughout the year, just sort of um, from what, what might be different and even the, the spring herd or a lot of the principles are the same, but maybe just carrying maybe lower covers there coming into the next month or two just to making sure that we're not really trying to graze anything heavier than maybe 1,800 for freshly calf cows and then how we build up grass for the, the, the spring turnout because we have such a demand. Um that sort of side on, on the feeding side of it and then I suppose what we're feeding then is the, looking at the type of cow we have or and what, what type of cow sort of how cows in general on, across a, a lot of a range of winter farms are performing and um, Richie O'Brien I think and Martina Garney that will be looking at that they'll, they'll have we'll have some of the, the cows here and on display in the day with our autumn in calf heifers that will be due to calve within the, the, the couple of weeks so um, and tied in with I suppose the breeding again is the fertility side of it Um we would have um, as Stephen and um, Vincent Tracy, I think, are looking at the, the first fertility in terms of just how we manage the dry cows coming up to calving in, in for an autumn calving herd, and um, even just a bit on, on uterine health and maybe pre-service scanning and all. Stephen will cover, cover a bit on that, and then of course Joel have to be here as well to to, to talk a bit about the the trial that we've sort of has concluded really, I suppose, in the last last three years. So what we were looking at the, on the, the split calving model and, and sort of terms of um, milk production across the year and how that affected peak milk supply from a processor and farmer point of view. Um, so that, and then on the other side of it, we, we, we will have um, David Wall, who's, who's familiar with a lot of farmers there. He's done an awful lot of work on, on soil fertility and just um, yeah, nutrient management of the uh, of the soils and, and and getting maximum performance from 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 your from your grass by having good soil fertility. So he'll be talking have a board on that. Along with um, Gilan, then um, Gilan Grange is talking on the, the multi species. Um, I'll be down there with him on that, just showing where the plots where we have established and maybe a few results on the on on his trial so far today. So there's plenty for everyone, I think, and everybody is welcome. And what what time are we are you kicking off, Aidan? We're kicking off. It, it, it'll be a quick. It'll be. Uh, it'll be really like a just a sort of a, a, a farm walk event. Really like it's a kicking off at eleven o'clock. Um, depending on numbers, now we'll, we'll have groups going around. So we've got four or five groups going around. And like I said, I think there's about seven boards all together there. So twenty minutes to sort of to, per board or so. Hopefully, uh, you'll be if you come around eleven, you'll be out and sort of home again. Sort of one half on or whenever you're more than welcome to stay a little longer. But um, we'll go through the route, and that's all. There's really. It's straightforward enough from that point of view. Um, and the event is open to farmers and industry, Aidan? Absolutely open to, like I said, it, even we would from any of the times where we before when we'd have open days, like we'll get local farmers who might not necessarily be in winter milk, but like they'll, they'll still see the same principles applied as very similar grazing practices as, as they might see in Park, maybe with just a different animal that's calving at a, a different time of the year or um 
like I said, sort of for all split cabin or winter, there's 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 something for everyone there. Maybe I, I think it's just to come in and, and, and see what's what's happening on the on, on the farm here. Um, it's a, a couple of years I think since we've we've had a sort of a, an open day of, at this time of the year, which going maybe a little bit in the wrong time in that we won't really have too many cows milking, but it maybe suits us. It's a bit quieter, so like I said, all the autumn herd will be will be dry, which are maybe on a lot of farms it might be a bit quieter time of the year to, to, to get a, a trip down before the plowing or something as well. So. That's great, Aidan. We look forward to the day. Thanks, Emma Louise. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast, and my thanks to Aidan Lawless for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.